0: Hi guys, welcome to Outposts of Heaven, the podcast. Howdy. This is Emily and Andrew, and welcome back to our
1: podcast. <laughs> yeah, and if you're new, just to give you a little bit of an idea of what we do and who we are, uh, we at Outposts of Heaven are committed to helping you uh, create a a home or a, and a family based on Christ. We know that families look really different depending on your situation. Um, and so we try really hard to make our uh, our podcast all about things that can be applied to everybody. And sometimes we'll get into specifics where it might apply only to a handful of situations. But we always try and focus on principles that you can apply to your home and your home life to make your home more Focused and based on Christ mm-hmm. to help you find the peace in your life that our Savior wanted to give you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So well, we're. Well
0: said. Well said. Thank
1: you. Thank you're you. welcome. Um, so we're really excited to have all of you back if you've been listening to our podcast. And if you're here for the first time, we're really excited to have you join us.
0: Yeah. And just a little warning I have a little cold if you can't hear my congestion. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully I won't be sniffling. We've actually much,
1: been putting off but... recording for about. Four or five days because hoping
0: that this will get better, but
1: and it has gotten better every day. Yeah, there was one day where she sounded like a forty-year-old smoker. I guess like someone who's been smoking for forty years, not a forty-year-old, but like a a smoker. A long time,
0: lifetime smoker. Lifetime
1: smoker slash trucker. Yeah.
0: Okay, so this is better. So this is much better than where it was. Okay, so this is episode 9, and we're really excited to um, to dive in. But first, let's play Who's the Weirdo?
1: Yep, as you remember, um, Who's the Weirdo is a thing we do uh, when it's just Emily and I on the podcast. Uh, we pick some kind of funny quirk or difference we have, and we talk about it for a little bit, so you guys can chime in on your side, or chime in and let us know what side you're on, on our Instagram or however you want to connect with us.
0: Yeah, so first, I just wanted to say also that Um, with Andrew and my relationship, it is very much like, of course we have similarities, but it's very much an opposites attract. So this is really fun for us because we get to just like really pick almost anything and we'll be different on it. (laughs) So we get to kind of just most
1: things, the core things were pretty united, but everything not core is different pretty much. Yeah. Um, so why don't you go first? Okay.
0: Okay, Well, so today we're just gonna talk about games real quick.
1: hmm
0: I okay, we both games. Okay, so here's our core thing. So like we both love games. Mm-hmm. But we like very different kinds of games. Very different. So I really like pretty much any luck game. Um, I don't like to think during games. <laughs> <laughs> like I want my game time to be like relaxing and super fun. Um I don't want to have to, like, struggle over, like, a strategy or a thought process or, like, stress out about if I'm going to win or not. Like, I really don't care that much.
1: Everything Emily just described sounds awful to me. And it makes my inner soul weep. <laughs> weep. <laughs> no. It's not that bad. Uh, I am not that way. I really love uh strategy games I, I love them honestly the more complex the better and if I get a game and it's even complex games I like to add rules that make it more complex yeah um, and so he's
0: I, changed the rules to ticket to ride and settlers of Catan so many times no I haven't Sellers of Catan, yeah, we change. You change the rules all the oh, time. Oh,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, we do change. We like have yeah. some like fun scenarios because like I don't like I get bored with it the same way. But yeah. I really like games like Axis and Allies, um, and like civilizations and those kind of like more intense strategy games. Yeah, because I I hate luck games. I, I will play luck games. Just to be part of the conversation that is going on while people are playing luck games. But, See,
0: and I like that. Like, if you're playing a card game, like an easier card game or a luck game, you can have a conversation at the same time. Like, not everyone has to pay one thousand percent attention to the game. Mm-hmm. Like, you can still like be laughing about other things or like telling stories or something. So I like that.
1: Yeah, and I I find um, like really intense strategy games to be really relaxing because it fully engages my mind, and so I can't think about the things that are stressing me out mm-hmm. um, or things that have been bothering me in other aspects of our lives or for whatever whatever it is. Uh, so really intense strategy games help me just kind of fully focus on that thing and not freak out.
0: Okay. Well, so
1: let us know which yeah, side of the debate decide. you are on. Yeah. Are you, you a... Oh, sorry. Oh, right, you had,
0: Do you like strategy games? Do you like relaxing games where you don't have to think? Yeah. Yeah. Okie dokie, artichokey, hokey pokey. Okay. Are you ready to dive in?
1: I'm ready to dive in. Let's go.
0: Okay, so today's topic is peacemakers. Mm-hmm. And we first wanted to talk a little bit about peace and the need for peace. Um, I think it's really, really relevant today. Um, it's pretty obvious that in the world right now there is a growing and increasing um, number of cases of anxiety and depression and mental and emotional instabilities and i think now more than ever we need peace in our lives in our relationships with ourselves with god and i mean this could even include like politically in between nations but i mean we won't get into that
1: oh we won't I, or will we? <laughs> uh, uh, we won't. We won't okay. this time. We maybe we'll do a different episode. Yeah. Another time about that. But yeah, I, I think this. There's definitely a lack of peace in our world. I think that is a. That is a statement that most people would probably agree with. Mm-hmm. If you can hear that, that is our baby waking up. I don't know why she's waking up at 11:10. Yep. But she's waking up. Hopefully you can't hear her. But anyway, we'll just keep going. Uh, there's, yeah, there's definitely a a huge lack of peace in in our world today. Uh, And so we're going to talk a little bit about how Christ intended us to gain and find peace in our lives and in our relationships. Because, you know, as as a family, so much of having a healthy, happy family is having peace in your relationships. Mm -hmm. I think that starts... With your relationship with God and, and your relationship relationship with yourself. Uh, and then you can extend that outward to your relationships with your family members.
0: Right. And I think, like, the end goal of all of this is that we can eventually be or be on the path to becoming fluent in peace. Whether that's feeling, being fluent in feeling peace, or being fluent in creating peace. Mm-hmm. Um all of that, I think, for me at least, like that's the end goal of, of this whole peace topic, is that I can be able to feel it, and I can be able to produce it.
1: One might say you want to be a peacemaker, Maker. <laughs> which is where we're going to next. <laughs> so, there's a really good scripture I like, and it reads, And blessed are all the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. So, when... We read that, Hun. Mm-hmm. What do you think of? Let me see. When it says "peacemakers,"
0: um, well, the word "maker" is active. It's not passive. You can't passively make anything, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so that to me means that it's an action. You should be str. I should be striving to. Um, create that peace that it doesn't just happen on its own
1: yeah i really like that christ didn't say blessed are the peaceful like those who are full of peace yeah like the the whole purpose of any any blessing god gives you is not just to keep it for yourself but to To, spread it right and so he wants you to be a light upon a hill not a light hid under a bushel
0: right yeah i like
1: that um so he wants you to find peace in yourself but finding it for yourself is not enough what we really need to be engaged in is making peace all around us. And I think a clear diversion I want to make right from the beginning is the difference between being a peacemaker and being a keeper of the peace. And mm-hmm. so when Emily and I use this terminology in our home a lot as we as we try and focus on producing the right kind of peace, because right. I, I think as with all good principles like all of us, eternal principles uh satan has a counterfeit you know mm-hmm. um, and so the counterfeit to peacemaking is keeping the peace
0: yeah oh i like that
1: yeah so um just i'm i'm gonna give my two cents on this honey you can mm-hmm. jump in and correct me if i'm perfect preaching false doctrine or anything Okay. but uh i we understand this, I understand peacemaking as, or I understand the peace that is the goal of peacemakers as progression. It's going towards an eternal peace, not a peace that we can have now, but really a peace that comes in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that entails conflict. That entails, because... Um, the only way to re- reach that peace is repentance, and repentance is all about the, uh, this idea of recognizing your sin, recognizing your faults, and coming to terms with them, and battling them, and being engaged in conquering them. And that's just the personal aspect, and we can talk about how that, again, flows into our relationships later on. But it's all about uh, recognizing faults, flaws, and sins, and overcoming them, whereas keeping the peace is all about the status quo. It's about making sure things don't change. It's about making sure you have your guacamole all the time. Right. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because the goal for keeping the peace is is avoiding contention. Uh It's avoiding discomfort.
0: Right. It's very situational. So, like, if you are wanting to keep the peace, you might just, be over-agreeable and kind of shove all the conflict under the rug and call it peace so that there's no harm to the relationship or there's no um, conflict or contention of any kind. Yeah. And on the outside, that might look like peace, but on the inside, you still have the contention. You know, it's just kind of, like, masked by that quote-unquote peace.
1: Yeah, and and so... As we move on, we're going to talk about this. We're going to use this vernacular. We're going to use this, these ideas of being peacemakers versus keepers of the peace. So hun, let's. Were you we say something?
0: Nope. Go ahead.
1: Okay. Well, let's dive in talking about relationships okay,
0: first. That's exactly what I was. Going okay. To
1: say. Well, talking about how what the what. Marcy, um, what a relationship looks like when you're a peacemaker versus when when you are a keeper of the peace. Um, this. Is something that I think a lot about because it's always present on my mind. I'm not perfect and I make dumb mistakes. So, here's a good mistake I made um, the other day. So, my aunt has some medical issues that makes her very sensitive to sound. Mm-hmm. And, like, she gets physically ill if, like, she has a loud noise go off near her head or something like that, anything like that.
0: Yeah. Like, very
1: sick. Very sick. I apparently was the last one in my family to know.
0: I don't know how he didn't know, but okay. <laughs> I, I don't know.
1: I might have known and I totally forgot. It's okay. Either way, I um I You
0: came what up doing? behind her oh, or yeah. something. And I, I you, like liked, scared I, her. I like
1: to tease people oh, I like he, to scare people yeah. nonstop. It, it is one of the great joys in my life. And He's
0: like notorious for walking to into a room like silently and then screaming really
1: loud. <laughs> So funny.
0: And it makes everyone almost pee their pants.
1: <laughs> so I walk up behind her and I'm like right in her ear and I screamed pretty loud. Um it was
0: like a big pow sound or something. Yeah.
1: And she got really mad. Un- understandably. Well, understandably. And she and she went up in her room and she was sick for a while. Yeah. And I felt terrible. Yeah. Um and maybe this isn't as great of an example because it's something that I'm obviously I was obviously in the wrong with. But um I constantly had the thought in my head, like what would Christ do in this situation? It's hard to think of that because Christ wouldn't have done a dumb thing like that to begin with. But, uh, the idea of how would Christ have me act in this situation? Um, and I knew, and I apologized at first, uh, but I felt like I, I had this, this nagging in my gut, like that wasn't enough. I needed to have a, a more serious conversation with her. Um, mm-hmm to ensure that our relationship was not damaged by this. Right. Um, Whereas like I could have just been focused on, okay, I apologize. Look, I've met like my social um, requirements, I guess the social expectations by apologizing, uh, but I didn't feel like it was enough. And so I went out of my way to have a more uh, in-depth conversation not explaining why I did it but having a good meaningful conversation with her mm-hmm. uh specifically to make it so she so like our relationship wasn't damaged and I did that not so I could you know meet my social expectations but right. specifically to uh be forgiven by not just forgiven by her but to mend the relationship yeah um
0: and I think that um, the world's expectations or what you were talking about, the social expectations, are much different from God's expectations of us. And so I like that you, like, considered Heavenly Father's perspective on all that. Like, what would, what would He want you to do? What would Christ want you to do? And I feel like Andrew's a really good example of this at all times. He's always asking himself or talking to me about, you know, like, I, I've done this, but I feel like like, it's not quite done yet. Like, what what would Jesus want me to do to make this completely 100% mm-hmm. better or
1: mended? Yeah. And I think—I'll I'll share one more example um, that kind of maybe gets more at the heart of this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other issue—the I, I the other example I think was a little more clear-cut because I was obviously in the wrong. Um, but I think a little bit of what being a peacemaker is in relationships means— um. How do I say this? I, I think the goal for a peacemaker relationship is not just um, is not being right. It's not being justified. It's all about bringing someone closer to Christ. And so in a relationship, um, or in those relationships that you have as a peacemaker, everything you do is focused on bringing them closer to the Savior. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means sometimes dealing with a lot of unpleasantness and having to take the hit on some things. Well, I can't think of a specific example of this. I probably should have thought about this beforehand. But the idea that I want to convey is... When we are committed to bringing other people to Christ, and that is our primary commitment Mm -hmm. to bring, and or maybe in the context of this of this conversation, we can say, when our commitment is to bring people to the peace that Christ has to offer, um, and by yeah, by logically we are trying to make that be peacemakers for them in their lives. There we go. Um, That means that we have to sacrifice our own ego in that relationship. Yeah. And so uh, that relation, the primary drivers in that relationship then cease to be my pride Mm -hmm. or being right or justification, et cetera, et cetera. And then it becomes about bringing them closer to Christ.
0: Yeah. And I like that this applies to all relationships. Um, to family and friends, but also I was just thinking like be, between, a marriage, um, between a marriage. Between a marriage. <laughs> between a married be, couple. Between spouses, I guess, um, and children. Like it's so important to constantly be um, kind of analyzing yourself. Like, what are you doing right? What can you be doing better? Um, and I, I, apologizing for those things that you have done wrong. You know, like getting over the pride and just apologizing, and even apologizing to your kids because they see that. And it will be so much easier for them to ever apologize to you if you can apologize to them.
1: Yeah, and I I think this becomes a lot more complicated in a marriage, actually, because um, when you're dealing with, say, friends or people in your church or in your community, um, it's easy to just, you know, kind of... Kind of just roll with the punches and yeah. and say, okay, maybe this person that you're friends with, um, or may, person that's new to your church is kind of mean to you, but you are r- really committed to the idea of helping them come closer to Christ. So you kind of roll with the punches, but you know you don't have to go home and be in the same house with that person at night. Right. Uh, so when you're married to the person, or they're your kids, trickier. <laughs> yeah, it's trickier because you have to you have to deal with. Those differences you have to deal with the yeah. uh, with that um I don't know the, the hurtful things that come into yeah. relationships and and whatnot
0: so that's why it's so good to like to apologize, not just say sorry, but to really like talk about the relationship make sure that everything is cleared up mm-hmm. um, And me and Andrew, what we just we like to do a lot in those moments is make sure like are we are we good are we are we done? can we get over this are we? Can we push past it?
1: Yeah. So getting at, again, just kind of recap, like in your other relationships, Mm -hmm. and pretty much like all the relationships outside of the family, maybe not all the relationships, but a lot of other relationships, you can kind of just roll with the punches. Uh But in your family relationships, I don't think that's how it works. Like you were saying, I think it's all about getting at the root causes. Whereas if you were keeping the peace, you would try and avoid expressing your feelings Mm
0: -hmm. oh that phrase that i i i kind of like it because it like the the natural man in me likes it but i know that i shouldn't like this phrase but the phrase it will blow over Mm -hmm. is very keeping the peace and not being a peacemaker
1: yeah it's this idea that okay so there's this tension between these our family members
0: and because like maybe we don't have to see them every single day or something like well, maybe they'll forget by the next time I see them. Or maybe they will it won't mean as much to them. So I don't have to do everything I can to rectify. I can just hope it will blow over. Yeah. Like, And I am so guilty of doing that. Um, but I know that the healthiest thing to do and the most Christ-like thing to do would be to just do all you can to rectify. And some people aren't going to forgive you right away. And that's fine. That's not your problem if you have completely done everything that you can.
1: Yeah. But the thing is, as a peacemaker, you have to be committed to going out of your way, putting yourself in the awkward position of, of apologizing, of trying to engage in making peace as opposed to trying to either keep a status quo or, or you know, brush something under the rug in the hopes that it will go away. Right. Um, especially in your, your your more intimate family relationships between like a spouse and, and a parent and a child mm-hmm. because that you see them every day for the most part. Um, and so it's so important to be actively engaged in the peacemaking process. Yeah. Um, and I, for me, this is something I, I try really hard to do. I try really hard to think, okay, I know that this person has hurt feelings. I know that this person might not, and this is usually more with extended family members, them and I usually Or friends. Or friends. Like, I know that they, something I did has hurt their feelings, um, and often uh, I feel justified in my position. Uh, There have been several times where I felt completely justified in what I said or what I did, but I recognize that Being right was going to hurt the relationship. That being right, uh, in my eyes, was going to lead to a a long-term hurt that would make it so that our relationship couldn't be at where I wanted it to be. And there couldn't be real peace. There would be surface-level peace. Mm Yeah.
0: Yeah, interesting. Okay, so... Are we good with that topic? Can I think we move so. On a little bit?
1: We might go back to that one, okay. but let's go ahead.
0: So let's move on a little bit and talk about being a peacemaker with God versus keeping the peace with God. Okay.
1: So, you leave so
0: I part? really like this topic because I just think of repentance. So there's like... Okay, let's just like kind of compare and contrast for a second. Okay. So I feel like keeping the peace with God would mean that like, we're obedient to his commandments, but not really out of love. It's just because, like, we, like, fear him or we know that it's, like, the status quo or everyone around you is, like, keeping the commandments or it's part of your family culture or something and you don't really care, but you're just kind of being obedient with no feeling. On the other hand, making peace with God would be, like, um, making sure to keep the commandments with a desire or because you love him. And maybe not understanding the whys behind it, but you do it out of love, and then also with that repentance, making peace with God is true repentance. So you're like self analyzing and going to God with the things that you've done wrong, um, and just like truly feeling remorse and seeking to rectify.
1: Yeah, I I really like that. I think I would add this idea of. Um, you talked about a little bit but the proactive nature of peacemaking mm-hmm. where if you're proactively peacemaking making peace you are looking for things you can do better you don't wait for the Lord to put some yeah, giant like stumbling that. block in your life yeah. um, there's a really good scripture I can't remember exactly where it is but it talks about how um, those who who believe and are humbled without being made humble by the Lord are more blessed than those who are made humble by the Lord um, and so like as you are proactively engaged in humbling yourself looking for your weaknesses looking for how you can be better looking for like, as I know it kind of sounds weird but looking for more commandments or for a better understanding of the commandments might be a better way of saying that yeah. um, that's that's peacemaking. That's making peace in your life and in your relationship with God. Right. Whereas keeping the peace is saying like I don't like not looking for anything you need to be doing better. It's reacting. All it is is reacting. It's saying like okay, like, well I see that I need to be better now because you know there's this huge trial and so mm-hmm. reacting. And and that has its place too. Like you still should be reacting to the things in your life. Yeah. Um but peacemaking is I think that aspect of keeping the peace and the additional proactive aspect.
0: Yeah. It's very much about taking initiative with God. Yeah. Um, a verse that I really liked, it's Romans 8 6, and it says, For to be carnally minded is death, or worldly minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And so that just goes to show, for me at least, that if, like, as you're on the path to God and continuing to be spiritually minded your life is going to be full of peace
1: yeah and and
0: and whether that's that you're constantly going to be making peace because you're choosing god um or feeling peace because you're choosing god it's pretty much like the same like cycle yeah like you choose god you get peace and you choose god and you make peace and lots of peaceful pieces <laughs> lots.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah um where was i <laughs> i got distracted Sorry. by the peaceful pieces <laughs> peaceful pieces <laughs> um oh i i think we keep saying keeping the peace and as being like the world's way of, of viewing the peace and i think I definitely think that's true. I know we're sidestepping a little bit, but I I think that's true as we look at the way what, what the world values. Uh, the world values the status quo. It's all about maintaining things as they are. Uh-huh. It's not usually like we don't often think of productive peace as the peace that can be attained only through conflict. Mm-hmm. Like there are, I mean, there are some people who who do that who do think that, but. For the most part there's a big focus on just make sure that it's peaceful now. Like don't say anything rude, don't or don't um don't mess things up, don't cause a commotion. Yeah. Um it's all about just like on the surface. And so even if it means like
0: putting on a facade, like it's kind of Yeah. It's not being genuine if you're just making superficial peace or keeping superficial
1: yeah. you when know, Emily was thinking about the personal application. I was thinking about sorry. international <laughs> politics. So. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're fine. We're, we have very different minds. Yes.
1: So. Okay. So, um, but yeah, so I, I really like this idea of, of peacemaking and keeping the peace even applying to our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it also applies just to our relationships with ourselves and how we see ourselves. Yeah. I think it's a very similar process, too, right. with, with our relationship with God.
0: Yeah. So, um, how would you say that, what does making peace with yourself look like?
1: I think making peace with myself is, again, it's all about progression. I think mm-hmm. keeping the peace is all about, is, is static, uh, and there's a lack of movement where, uh, where making peace, being a peacemaker, is all about progression and moving forward. And so for me, being a peacemaker in my own life with myself is not about... Um, it's not about telling myself that everything is... That I am perfect or that I am exactly how I'm supposed to be. Um, it's about saying... I. It's about honestly... Looking at myself and being able to take account of who I am and where I'm at in life, um, but then also be able to see things, to see God's perspective for me, understand my potential, and then be able to push forward towards that peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I think it's a combination of uh, healthy self-criticism and self-analysis. Yeah, um, but then confidence in moving towards Christ's peace
0: yeah I like that I would add too that um, in like our own relationship with ourself it would be peacemaking to embrace your feelings and embrace change and the moments that you're in um, instead of like Wishing for something else, kind of like being grateful for what you have and the circumstances that you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, keeping the peace would be like kind of shoving your feelings aside, or like getting, like, can't wait for the next phase of life, or like kind of wanting to skip over the journey you're in to make it to the next destination, kind of a thing. You're like mm-hmm. kind of ignoring your life.
1: Yeah, so there's like this dual aspect there's the aspect of. Of self analysis and looking forward mm-hmm. that I talked about, but there's also this idea of understanding who you are and right. where you're at, um, and being happy. Yeah, I think like being happy with where with where you're at and being and and finding peace in that moment because we talk mm-hmm. we're talking about peace as, as like a a point to progress towards, uh, but it, it's not like a um, it's not like a pool where okay. it's like, we're like, I'm not in the pool right now and I'm not going to be wet until I'm literally in the pool.
0: Oh, so it's not like you're going, you're going, you're going, I've attained peace. Yeah. The end.
1: It's not like that. It's, it, it, it okay. peace, it, it's yeah. more like a, like a light. Right. It's like if you've ever been camping and you have like a campfire and, uh, you go off to get firewood, mm-hmm. um, but you're just using the, the light from the fire, and so you don't have a flashlight or anything. Right. And so the farther away you are from the light, the less you can see. Um, yeah. But the, you know, if that light represents peace, um, you can still... You know exactly where you need to go because you can see it. Uh-huh. Um, and But as you walk towards the fire or towards the peace, you enjoy peace in a greater... Or you, like, you can see more already mm-hmm. as you walk closer. Like, the closer you walk, the more you can see. That's and right. so the closer you get to the campfire of peace as we know, as you were um the greater amount of peace you enjoy and so it's not like a black or white thing it's as you get closer you start enjoying it more and so enjoying the peace that you have now i think is also being a a part of being a peacemaker yeah i agree (laughs) thank you you're welcome (laughs) um but keeping the peace, let's talk about that a little more with, with ourselves. Keeping think,
0: the peace with ourselves.
1: Yeah. How does that look? What does that look like for you in your everyday life?
0: In my everyday life?
1: Yeah, let's get, let's get some real real world examples Oy. here.
0: Okay. So I would say for me, like keeping the peace would really be like shoving my feelings aside. Um, I feel like a lot happens in a day. I feel like... As a woman, maybe, I don't... I can only speak for myself as a woman. (laughs) But I have a lot of emotions in a day. And I could go from, like, one side... Like, one side of the spectrum to the complete opposite and back, like, 50 million times. And so...
1: I wish she was exaggerating. uh, (laughs) Ah! Okay. (laughs) It's not that bad. No, but... She's not that bad.
0: I feel like we have so many feelings in a day that sometimes it can be overwhelming and almost easier to not, like analyze them or think about them and we just have them and then we just kind of like stomp on them or shove them under the rug or squish them and kind of like bugs i imagine feelings like bugs Mm -hmm. like there's so many bugs and you just want to like smash them all yeah and not deal with them and so i think like making peace would be like analyzing those feelings where they're coming from and how you can like better better deal with them in the future or overcome them um instead of just like letting them happen to you mm-hmm. being like more in control of how you're feeling yeah i think that
1: makes sense I, I think for me as i think about it actually keeping the faith i think we all have keep the faith days i think there are days keep the faith days or keep, no, keep <laughs> the faith days sorry <laughs> keep, keep the, the peace, peace days? days where all we can do is keep the peace right and, and I, I mean Okay, sorry. Oh, uh. oh I, thinking, I think that's okay. I think we're <laughs> yeah. we're talking about these lofty ideals of always being yeah. a peacemaker. But when it comes down to it, if you can all if you all you can manage is to keep the peace that day, like you're winning. Okay, and there might even <laughs> be days where you can't keep the peace. But the goal is like bare minimum be be a keeper of the peace, and then when you can, be a peacemaker. Always try and be a peacemaker, but keep being a keeper of the peace. Have that always be your bare minimum. Yeah. I I was thinking about. How that affects um, again? This goes back a little bit to relationships, but uh, this semester is our last semester, and Emily and I are both full time, which mm-hmm. means I am with the kids a lot more than I'm with the kids alone a lot more than
0: probably you'll ever be,
1: I, and you've ever been. yeah, I've ever been or will ever be, and so I've been Mr. Mom to a much greater degree than <laughs> I've ever been before. Um, Thank you, sweetie. <laughs> anyway. I appreciate it. Um, And there, I can definitely tell when I have keep the faith days in my relationship with kids. Keep the peace days. Dang it, sorry. Keep the peace days. (laughs) Keep the peace days. Uh, Where my whole goal is You mean
0: like with the kids or with kids.
1: With myself and with the kids. Okay. Where, like, I'm not... Like when I'm with the kids, uh, if it's a keep the peace day, I'm not focused on improving. I'm not focused on, like, being productive. Mm -hmm. I'm literally focused on not I, I rarely yell or I almost never yell.
0: No, you never yell.
1: Um where I, my whole focus is on like the keep kids, them alive. Keep them keeping them alive, <laughs> keeping the mess to a manageable level of chaos. Uh-huh. <laughs> um and just not going crazy. And mm-hmm. so like that's my on those keep the faith days like I'm not focused keep on the
0: peace. Dang it.
1: Dang it. <laughs> Keep the hilarious. peace days. I'm not focused on teaching the kids anything. I don't care if Hiram, on those days, like will watch like three movies. I don't care if he like, learns a single thing that day. Uh, like, And I don't even care if they eat ten cookies. It's just I, I just need them to be manageable. Um, and then I have better... Peacemaking days, where I'm more focused on helping them learning about Christ, and we do activities together and whatnot. Because I'm, I, I'm really committed to this idea of building relationships. Whereas I know if I'm just sitting there and they're watching TV, we're not building relationships. There's nothing. Right. I mean, maybe. But a sometimes, bit, but
0: like those things have to happen. And this is an episode in all of itself, by itself, whatever. Yeah. Because like those days need to happen sometimes when you need to
1: get something done
0: or as long as you're just being intentional about.
1: Yeah. And we we can have a whole episode on that, but yeah. Um, so I think keeping the peace is, should be our, our default stance. Um, as in like when we are like at our worst, we were just striving to keep the peace. Um, being the, a peacemaker is the ideal we strive for. Right. If that makes sense, which is funny because being a peacemaker is like striving for the ideal of peace. But, um, <laughs> anyways, yeah. And so, what kind of what
0: what what kind of actionable strategies? Yeah. What are the takeaways we, we have with? from
1: this conversation? On?
0: Um, I think, I mean, I'm a list maker, for sure. Uh-huh. So I think my takeaway from this is I want to kind of analyze my life a little bit in those categories of relationships, God and myself, what am I doing well and what, what what can I improve on? Yeah. So I think I personally want to do that. And
1: yeah, yeah. I I think for me, it's in every relationship you're in, whether it's with, um, you know, when you're at the grocery store and you're cat, you're checking out and you're talking to the cashier or you are, I don't know, you run into a friend at, at the mall or, or you're in class, or you're at work, or you're at home, whatever setting you're in, um, your primary motivation should always be, what can I do to make this person come closer to Christ? And
0: You are so good.
1: I tr- <laughs>
0: I'm i like, I'm going to make a list. And you're like, I'm going to bring everyone closer to Christ.
1: <laughs> so the, oh my goodness. The, the goal with that is uh, you have to sacrifice your pride. Your your goal cannot be gratifying your pride. Yeah. Um, and that, it doesn't mean that everything you do is going to be self-sacrificing. It doesn't mean you never call someone out or mm. you never say, you know what, that's not right. Um, because Christ wasn't, this was something we wanted to talk about that I forgot, so I'm glad we brought this up. But, Christ's peace isn't a peace of, of, um, uh, In action, it's a piece of progression and so that means we have to be called out i mean think about how many times i've talked about this i i person i've talked about this before but i I feel so bad for peter in the new testament Mm -hmm. because he just loves christ so much and christ so many times like says he loves him but just calls him out like there's that I think have I said this before on the podcast?
0: I believe so, but I don't even. I'll know. say it
1: again. So the one the the scene that breaks my heart most for Peter is when P- when Christ says, "You know, I'm gonna have to go die in a couple of days," and Peter says, "Like Christ, like can- I don't want you to die," and Jesus turns around and says, "Get thee behind me, Satan," <laughs> <laughs> and my heart just breaks for Peter every time because he just know,
0: doesn't understand. He didn't and, and understand, he, and he loves his Savior and just, his friend. Yeah.
1: He just loves the Savior, but the the Savior knew um, that peace was not about lack of confrontation. Peace is about a movement or progression towards perfection.
0: Right. So in that moment, Christ knew how important the atonement was, and that anything to stop the atonement from happening was Satan.
1: Right. Oh, <laughs> so, and, and he knew that. Peter's focus was on his own relationship with Christ. Yeah. Not on not what was the right the world's relationship. Well, not not on the will of God the, well, the will yeah. the will of God. Yeah. It was on like gratifying his own personal relationship. Mhm. Um and so everything we need, we do needs to be focused on bringing people closer to Christ. And sometimes that means telling them what they're doing is wrong. Um I think in a loving in a loving way obviously. Manner. But I think the vast majority of the time it means just kind of sucking it up and saying and like being the one who reaches out to apologize, being the one who says, "Hey, I'm sorry. What I did was wrong," and not like little half-hearted, mm-hmm. wimpy apologies, like real sincere apologies, um, because you need to understand that in God's eyes, that child of His that you're talking to that has been offended at something that you said that they shouldn't have been offended at, but they they are offended. Mm-hmm. That child is more important to God than your pride about being right in that situation. So, that's my takeaway. Okay,
0: can I change my takeaway?
1: Yes, you can change your takeaway.
0: I'm going to do that. I'm just just, (laughs) going (laughs) to... I'm just so lame now. Okay, well, I also want to do the list. But I also, on top of that... Yeah, I also want to just make sure to have that mindset more often of making peace. That it's like an active process. So when I'm um, talking to people, um, yeah, which yeah. is like like with strangers or with family, just like making peace and talking positively and happily and being really genuine.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And when there's conflict, not not expecting the other person to, to deal with it or not say, or not shying away right. from the conflict. I think... Not um,
0: letting it just blow over.
1: Right. You know, it, it's, it's kind of like... I don't know, like the Marines always talk about, like running into the fire, like running into the firefight. Mm. Um, that's what being a peacemaker is. Being a peacemaker means running into the contention and doing everything you can to stop Start. it.
0: Oh, I like that, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so it's like being... You are a contention fighter if you are a peacemaker.
0: That is awesome. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that we have, like, really covered this topic. So? If not
1: too much. Yeah, hopefully not too much. Let us know what you think, and let us know how you are trying to be a peacemaker.
0: Yeah, we would love any ideas that you have or anything that you guys are doing in your home to make peace and create a peaceful atmosphere. Again, we're like, We're Outposts of Heaven. We're trying to help other people create their own Outposts of Heaven, which is their Christ-centered home. Which, if it's Christ-centered, it hopefully has
1: some peace in it. (laughs) Some kind of peace.
0: (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Um, Anyways, if you like what you're hearing, go ahead and subscribe and leave us a review. And follow us on Instagram at Outposts of Heaven.
1: Yeah, feel free to reach out to us, either DM us on Instagram or you can email us at outpostofheaven at outpostofheaven@gmail.com. Uh, we welcome any questions or any suggestions for guests to have on or topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are collecting questions for Q&A sessions, yep. um, and the more you send, the more frequently we will do those those sessions.
0: Yeah, and they're a lot of fun. I really like the Q&A sessions.
1: Yeah, it was really cool. Okay,
0: okay. well, have a great night. Yeah. I'm gonna go to bed now. <laughs> yeah,
1: and now that it is midnight. Yes. All right, so guys.
0: Sleep peacefully. Oh. Although people listening to this are probably listening to it in the They're morning. Probably. Yeah. But I'm going to bed because it is 11 o'clock.
1: Yes, it is. All right. Keep the faith.
0: Bye.